Good morning. It is so good to be here. I walk the halls of the, what used to be the office and fellowship hall, <laughs> is nursery now. It's good to be back. It's good to see all of your faces, your smiling faces. God is good, amen? Now, I, if you remember some of you who are old enough to be here when I was here, <laughs> I, I uh, sometimes did things differently. And what I would like to do, I, I'd like to do something a little differently now, if I can. I, musicians won't be mad at me. Where did the organist leave? Is she still over there somewhere? <laughs> In our scripture for the morning, listen to these words again. This is my commandment. Love one another. Would you say that with me? This is my commandment, love one Now, what I'd like to do, I'd like for you to stand, and I want us to sing together that what we sing with the children as an affirmation of God's love for us. Would you stand and let us sing? Tomorrow is Memorial Day. And that means that day means so much more than a day off. It means so much more than a three day weekend. On Memorial Day, we remember our fallen heroes, our fallen men and women, as we reflect on their ultimate sacrifice. I know here this morning some of you have lost friends, you've lost loved ones, and this is deep emotion. This is a time for deep emotion, a day of recalling fond memories and feeling the pain of the, of the loss. I know that. This is a very special time in the lives of so many. And I believe that, I believe that for us all, Memorial Day is a time for us to stop. Many of you know, many of us, we live the kind of lives we don't have time to stop. Amen? Come on now. But Memorial, time, Memorial Day is a time for us to stop. And I believe, listen to me, I believe it's a time for us to remember, for all of us to remember and to do something, and that is for all of us to get along with each other. Because, my friends, if we would truly love each other as God wants us to love each other, we wouldn't have a lot of the problems that we have in the world today. Somebody say amen. amen. 
We need to learn how to get along with each other. And we need to do that because so we can work together to beat our swords into plowshares and our spears into pruning hooks. Back in 1965, that was a good year. 1965. <laughs> when were you born? Ben was born in 79. <laughs> I graduated from high school in 1965. But it was a good year. A song came out in 1965. It was a song by Bert Bacharach. I loved the song. As a matter of fact, I loved it so much. In seminary, when I was in seminary over at Kennel School of Theology at Emory University, we sang, uh, one year we sang on tour that song, and the words go something like this. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. What the world needs now is love. That's the only thing that there's just too little of. And that's certainly true in our communities. When we have 18-year-olds going into a school killing children and teachers. It's true in our homes where there's so much domestic violence. I can say this because I'm retired. Love is even needed in some of our churches where people are easily offended and grudges are held on to for a long, long time. I'm telling you people this morning, I can't think of a place in the world that can't use a good dose of God's love. It seems to me that there's only the only thing there's too little of. Our text for the morning speaks of the commandment to love, to love one another. That's the message. That's the sermon. That's the sermon that we need to hear. Love one another. But I want to take a closer look at our scripture lesson for the morning. And I see, first of all, the scripture tells us that love originates with God. Now, that seems like, duh, yes. But sometimes we need to be reminded of that. The love originates with God. Love doesn't originate in us. No. 
It doesn't originate in us. Love is a response. Do you see how important that is? Love is a response. You remember what Jesus said? Jesus said, you did not choose me. I chose you. Is that a response? That's some kind of response, isn't it? You did not choose me. I chose you. Oh, and over in the epistle of John, we read these words. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that God loved us. Love originated with God. Now, as I would say most of you, but I'd say with the faces, new faces I see here. Some of you know that Sherelle and I, we have two children. Michael John and Shelley. Michael John is now the pastor of First United Methodist Church of Bahelia. Uh, I, I, I never can remember that. Shelley is in bank administration down on the coast in Ocean Springs. They're grown now. I can't believe that I'm married to a woman old enough to have a 49-year-old son. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened. I, I don't. <laughs> Michael John is 49. Shelley is 47. Can you believe that? When we came here to Madison, Shelley, I believe, was six and Michael John was eight. They're grown now, but I'm going to tell you, their mother and I have loved them since the day they were born. Are you hearing the daddy's heart? We've loved them since they were born. Oh, yes, sometimes they disappointed us, yes. But so many times they made us so very proud. But through it all, we loved them. I can remember those times. You can, too, if you're a parent. I remember those times when our children were young and they'd fall asleep on the floor or in a chair. And we would go and we would pick them up and we'd put them to bed in their rooms. They're such a special time. Those are the time that they looked so angelic. We would tuck them in the bed, we would give them a kiss, and then we would pat them. Oh. I look back at those times and my heart is just so full of joy. I, I don't think probably Michael John and Shelley remembers those days. They remember very little about that, but all the time they were so loved. All the time they were loved. And that, my friends, is how I see how God relates to us. He is like a loving parent who watches over us, loving us, even in those times when we are unaware of God's presence in our lives. 
even when we <laughs> act like unappreciative children. God is still there, loving us, watching over us. Our love is a response. It emerges, it emerges out of our experience of being loved. I have talked to so many people who have difficulty of, uh, of feeling loved because they, they can't love themselves. That's really an epidemic, you know. They have trouble loving because they can't love themselves. But I tell them all, and we need to remember that we are loved. We are loved. And because we are loved, we can love one another. Amen? It emerges, love emerges out of our experience of being loved and we can love because God first loved us, for God is love. And let me, let me say something here that I, I really feel needs to be said. I don't watch much television anymore. I just don't because of programming. And, and one of the things I say that is love in the truest sense is not the gooey, mushy stuff that Hollywood gives us. Are you with me? I can't believe what we watch on television today. The Bible talks about love. Now hear me. The Bible talks about love in action. Action, you know, like going the second mile and turning the other cheek and, and acting like a good Samaritan. And in our text for the morning, John writes, listen, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You see, that's what... The soldiers we remember on Memorial Day did for us. And that's what Jesus did for us when he died on the cross. And the love expressed, I, I, I believe this whole, the love expressed on the cross, it started a chain reaction and it's that kind of love, I believe, that can transform the world and make a difference. To make a difference in our community, in our state, in our nation, and in the whole world. For God so loved the world it can make a difference love originates with God we love God in response to God first loving us and listen the more we listen now the more we respond to God's love 
the more the love grows for one another. That's the way it works. Hello? The more we respond to God's love, the more our love grows for each other. But you know, we got a problem. We, 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 we want to select the people we love. Come on now, church. We want to select the people. And, and not only that, but, but, but we want to put circumstances on our love. I love you because I love you if. No, no. No, no. We are to love one another. That's the call. That's the call of God. Listen, the best cure I know of anything from depression to loneliness, whatever ails you, the best cure I know is go and do something for somebody else. Come on. Go and do something for somebody else. Hmm. Let me say this the way I, I, I want to say it. Some of us need to wake up from our self-pity slumber party and get busy at loving one another. Love one another. Do something for someone. Put love into action. And while we're sharing God's love, we are to love everybody. We're called to love everyone. Oh, I could go on. But let me close this morning by telling you about a doctor. He was a heart surgeon. I had a heart ablation Monday. And I was so happy they found a heart. <laughs> you hear that, Alan LeBon? Okay. But he was a heart surgeon, and, and he helped a patient. He helped a, a particular patient with a with a problem, and and he also sort of befriended her as as uh, he reached out to her with with the warmth of God's love. And to express gratitude for all that doctor did for her, this patient gave the doctor a gift. It was a beautiful ceramic heart. And attached to that ceramic heart was a beautiful message. It was a prayer poem entitled Heart Prince. Listen to the words. Whatever our hands touch, we leave fingerprints. On walls, on furniture, on doorknobs, on dishes, on books. As we touch, we leave our identity. Oh, please, Lord, whatever I go today, help me to leave heart print. Heart prints of compassion, of understanding, and of love. Heart prints of kindness and genuine concern. May my heart touch a lonely neighbor, a runaway daughter, an anxious mother, or perhaps a dear friend. I shall go out today to leave heart prints. 
And if someone should say, I felt your touch, may someone sense Christ's love touching through me. I believe that prayer poem underscores something the Bible has been telling us for a long, long time. Namely, that there is nothing in the world more powerful than the healing power of love. Do you believe that? If we believe it, we need to start acting upon it. Because, you see, we sometimes forget that in our own little selfish ways. We sometimes forget that, and we want to we, we put our faith in military power and intellectual pursuits and scientific advantages, international alliances, and political clout. But over and over and over and over, the scriptures tell us that love is the answer. That love is the will of God for all of us. That love is the hope of the world. That what the world needs now is love. God's love. You know, we sometimes, you know, you, you, you say, uh, God is, uh, God is what, what do we say and, and, uh, all the time? God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Well, let, let, I want you to, I want you to, we're going to change the word from good to love, okay? Are you ready? God is love. And all the time. God is love. And all the time. Listen, let's get out there in the world and let's believe that and let's make a difference in the world by sharing God's love. Amen? That's the call on all of our lives. The only thing, love, is the only thing that there's just too little love. And friends, we can make a difference by sharing our love. Amen.